This podcast is a love letter to every small business owner in Africa that dreams of growing big, every African executive that wants to get ahead, and every leader that wants more impact. I'm Tembi Kumalo, your host and the founder of Brand Builder Africa. We'll talk about everything to do with growing your business by building your brand. Hi, today we are talking purpose and I'm going to be chatting with Barbara Mutezi, who's a conscious leadership coach. She's trained in neuroscience-based coaching and has a background in health and community psychology, sociocultural and medical anthropology. Specifically for business and leaders, Barbara focuses on sharpening your leadership skills by honing into your business acumen, emotional intelligence, and agility, all with the purpose of increasing your performance, your impact, and your profits. Who does not want to hear about that? Stand by. Hi, Barbara. Good morning, Tempe. <laughs> Are you in Harare? Yes, I am in Harare. <laughs> Lovely. And how is your day so far? My day so far is awesome. Woke up very early this morning around 2 a.m. Had a client already, had my meditation session, did my exercise, and I'm rearing to go. <laughs> wow. You certainly sound very, very happy. I mean, if you could bottle whatever that is that you're taking. <laughs> <laughs> we would all be buying it. So I think it's are... all about having good conversations with good people and laughing at myself. So thank you very much for the opportunity to do all three. <laughs> Yay. So you are up at two. That's quite, I mean, that's ridiculously early, if you will permit me to say that. <laughs> I thought I was killing it getting up at 4.30, but two... Is this, is this your habit or was this like a once-off? No, this is my habit. I've always woken up very early um, and it's all about, you know, when you go, when we talk about self-leadership, understanding when you're more active and when you can provide more value and when your body is, you know, more energetic and able to be awake for the job at hand. So for me, I'm a morning person. I love the quietness in the morning and also because I serve clients all over the world, it's um, it's a good time to also be up. So, for example, my client this morning, my first one was at 4 a.m. because I'm in Zimbabwe and they're in San Francisco. So it's late evening Sunday, their side, and then early morning, my side. So it also allows me to be present for all the people that I serve. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. You said <laughs> earlier that you were going into a meditation session to prepare for this conversation. Is mm. that, do you do that before every conversation? That's the practice, yes. So the early mornings when I wake up at three, the first hour is definitely meditating for myself to keep myself grounded and connected to my higher power. So that's my spiritual practice and spiritual practice comes in many forms. So other people it's praying, other people it's exercising because you're tapping back inside your own body. Um, mm -hmm. And so that spiritual practice for me early in the morning is so important to be grounded and for my cup to be full and overflowing for other people that I serve. 
And then before each call or each meeting, the practice is to have a few minutes, at least 10 minutes, so that I can be fully present for that meeting and that person that I'm serving. Because now I have taken in and going in myself to harness the power I have so that I can provide even more value at an elevated uh, position for them. Wow. Imagine if we all did that, how much better would our meetings go? But I want to I wanna just uh, zoom in a little bit on you talking about prayer. And I'm glad you brought up prayer mm -hmm. because I find that a lot of the time when we talk meditation or uh, mindfulness, people who are Christians can get a little bit uncomfortable depending on mm -hmm. what type of Christian they are. They feel like, mm, now you're taking me into this woo-woo stuff. You're bringing me into Eastern religion. And I'm not sure how this aligns with, with my understanding of God and Jesus and Christianity. Mm, mm. So spiritual practice does come in many forms. So for me, it is meditation and mindfulness. And what spiritual practice really does is to connect you to your higher power. So think of it as a umbilical cord to your God your dharma, your Buddha, whatever it is inside you, your intuition, that strong gut instinct, that, that voice, that positive voice inside of you. So when you connect with that early in the mornings or whatever time you do your spiritual practice, it becomes easier to be grounded in who you are because the world always throws a lot of things at us, right? And some of these mm. things or most of them, we, we can't control. But if you're grounded, within your spirit and your soul and your God, whatever it is, it becomes easier to come from a space of understanding yourself and your inner power and how you can better serve the world as opposed to reacting to it. Right, right. So talking about serving the world, um, a lot of our audiences are professionals, they're executives or they're entrepreneurs, um, mm. they're people with responsibilities and mm. what they're doing with most of their time is earning mm. a living. Mm. Now, when you talk purpose, is it a job? Is it mm. a spiritual calling? Mm -hmm. Is it um, a mysterious sort of thing, event that happens mm. to you and mm -hmm. you, you have like a Damascus moment and then <laughs> everything in your life changes? What is purpose? Why is it important? Mm. And how, how can regular leaders in Africa today mm. um, understand it and, and use it well? Mm. So your purpose is your reason for existence. It's the reason why you're on this planet. And the only way you can understand what your purpose is, is by connecting to your higher power because your spirit and your soul already knows why you're here. So no, it is not a job. And I don't know if I could, if I could call it a calling either, because I feel like a calling comes after the purpose. Mm -hmm. Because if we are to use, let me use the analogy of a strategy to explain that. So when you have a strategy, a business strategy, you have your purpose. This is why mm -hmm. I'm here. So for Barbara, my purpose is to, to help other people harness and control the power they already have within themselves. That's my purpose and that's my business. And my vision is in the next six months, 
the way for me to connect to more people so I can help them harness and control that power they have within themselves is to be more visible and to be interviewed more on podcasts and radios and all of that. So that's mm. my my vision for the next six months. And then the mission mm. is break that down even more. So what I do is I reach out to people who have podcasts or I avail myself to other people who are reaching out to me so they can interview me. So that's what I'm doing weekly and daily. And then your, your values, they stay the same if you really think about it, but they do mature as you mature. So when you take that framework and use it in your personal life, so again, I'm going to use myself as an example. So my purpose in life is to help other people harness and control the power they already have within themselves to live their life purpose because our spirit and our soul already knows why we are here. And we'll mm. expand on this. I, I know I keep saying soul and spirit, and that might sound mm. also woo-woo, but I will explain that <laughs> as we go along. So that's right. my purpose. My vision is what am I doing in the next six months along that purpose. And my mission is how do we break that down into monthly, quarterly, daily, and weekly um, activities. My values right. are all the same, but they're all grounded. So I can give an example on values. I started off with what I call she values, which is simplicity, keep things as simple as possible. And it's a learning journey for me. And that's what I also expect from other people. I'm as honest and as authentic as I can in every situation, also a learning um, journey. And when we simplify things, we're honest with each other, we become more efficient. And that mm -hmm. obviously evolves over time. So your purpose is your guiding torch your your tool of life because the question should be whatever activity i am doing in life whatever role whatever leadership role or business that i have what does that have to do with my purpose because your job should be serving your purpose not to say that you should get your job to be what your purpose is a job is just a role a business is a role it's so it's allowing you to live out your life purpose that's what it is. So if you use that framework, it becomes easier to understand. So and what if what if ahead. my job isn't <laughs> allowing mm -hmm. me to to live out my life purpose? Mm -hmm. Like how will I know what is mm -hmm. what is working in terms of purpose? How will I know that I'm now operating in my purpose or mm -hmm. I am doing things that don't serve my purpose? I do feel that it's a journey that we are all on and mm -hmm. I, with a number of enough to have found that journey early on in life and be able to structure our life that way. And I'll give you examples of the advice that I give through my coaching sessions and my coaching courses around figuring out your life purpose. Mm. Three main things. The first thing is follow the things that you're curious about in life. Mm -hmm. Do the things that bring you joy more often than not. Mm -hmm. Because all of those things are like little breadcrumbs that are leading you on the life path toward your purpose, which is your full loaf of bread, if we can call it that. Oh, wow. I love that. <laughs> so you follow the things that bring you joy, follow the things mm -hmm. you're curious about, because mm -hmm. they are like a trail of breadcrumbs that your soul is leaving along mm. your life path towards mm. your life purpose, which is the full Yes. Okay. Yes. That is beautiful. Yes. I love, love, love that. 
Now, I want to tell you about my hypothetical listener. His name mm -hmm. is Tunde. Mm -hmm. He's 37. He has a great job as a chief financial officer in a big multinational. He's doing mm -hmm. well. His mm -hmm. mommy loves him. She's very proud of him. <laughs> she won't stop showing off to her friends about all his accomplishments. <laughs> He takes, um, well, until coronavirus, he was taking an overseas holiday every twice a year. He has nice. a gorgeous wife who mm. is a professional in her own right and loves mm -hmm. beautiful things. And mm -hmm. they, between them, have created three beautiful children. Mm. And they have a mortgage. They mm -hmm. have two car loan repayments mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. school fees. Mm -hmm. And so Tunde has accumulated all of these responsibilities in the course mm -hmm. of his young adult life. Mm -hmm. And he spends most of his time being a CFO. Mm -hmm. It's not something that brings him joy. Mm -hmm. It's not something he's curious about, but it enables him to... Um, match his responsibilities mm. what love should that. he be doing about his purpose i love that creation of avatar Tantibi. that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> hello today listening out there lovely to meet you through Tenby's wise words she knows you very well <laughs> right he'll be calling you just now <laughs> oh my goodness so Tembi, I mm. love this because it sets me very well in what I do when I work with business owners um, and leaders in general. Because what I do with my work is I help them sharpen their leadership skills for higher performance, impact and profit. So when we talk about tools, a lot of people think about something that's external. But actually, you are the tool in your life, right? If you uh -huh. as a tool are blunt, then whatever you're Ooh. creating is not going to be as sharp or as great or as awesome as it might seem to be for yourself. From the outside world, for Tunde's mom and friends and all the people she's bragging to about her son, it might look like the tool is sharp because we've learned to put masks on our bodies that that mask who we are actually inside. Right. So if today is not feeling joyful, one of the things I do ask around coaching is, you are the tool, what is happening? What has blunted your edges? So we start unpacking all of these things to say, let's start with you as the tool. How can we look after you and sharpen you? And what time do you have for your self-care and your self-love? You know, mainstream media talks about self-love as, and all of these, there's nothing wrong with this. Don't get me wrong. So I will go get my nails done. I'll get my hair done. I'll, mm. I'll wear beautiful clothes and all of that stuff. And it makes me feel good. But if I'm not connected to who I am inside, the shining does not last. Yeah. It becomes yeah, very, depleted very quickly. And mm. so I get on this hamster wheel where I need to constantly keep up the charade because it is a charade because it's not connected to who I am. So what we do, the very first thing I do is I, I sit down with Tunde and say, okay, what do you do to sharpen your tool who is you? And the one main thing to sharpen you is the self-care and self-love first thing in the morning when you wake up to connect to your higher power 
whatever that is, whether you're Christian or Muslim or Buddhist, whatever that is, what is your spiritual practice? Now, a lot of people, the first thing they do, especially leaders, is they wake up and they panic. They switch on the TV to listen to what's happening in the news. They start replying to emails and all mm. of that. Now, that's not so productive because if you think about it, what you're doing is you're reacting to what the world is saying. Right. And whatever we, we, we think, whatever we, we react to affects how your brain is wired and the chemicals that it releases which then affects your behavior. Let me explain that. And that's coming from my qualification as a neuroscience-based coach, which mm. is basically study of the mind and the brain for higher performance. Okay. Now, what happens is, think of it, let me think of a simple example. You know when you're feeling great about yourself and you tell yourself, you know, I'm feeling great, I'm looking good, um, everything is going well. Even when you step out into the world, yes. the way you step out is confident and you're feeling awesome, right? Yes, yes. What, what you've done is you've said something, it's become a thought, your brain has lashed onto it, it starts releasing the feel-good hormones that then affect your behavior. Right. Right? So now, if you're listening to the news and everything is negative and you're reacting to emails that are saying, hey, we need you to be here five minutes earlier, you didn't do this yesterday, whatever that is, mm. that goes into your brain. Your brain releases chemicals that are, you know, your stress hormones, and then you start behaving stressed. Okay. So your whole day is taken off the rails. Now, if you take that off, and start thinking about how do I connect to my higher power? Because your higher power, your God, your spirit, your Dharma, whatever you want to call that, already knows why you're here on this planet. If you tap into that early in the morning when you first wake up, because your brain waves are much stronger in the first 20 minutes when you wake up, mm. it becomes easier for you to feel grounded and founded in that, which affects the chemicals that your body releases, which then affect affects your your behavior so if you're guided by whatever is inside you that already knows why you're here and who you are as a person mm. before the constructs that the outside world has told you to be it becomes easier for you to make the right decisions okay so tunde shouldn't just wake up tomorrow morning and say i'm done with this I'm going to go into the mountains and breed <laughs> sheep <laughs> because sheep give me joy. <laughs> so, you know, one of the words that you used when you were giving this um, lovely avatar today is, yeah. is the word accumulated. Mm. So if you think about it, our personality is an accumulation of all the habits that we've been doing over and over again over the centuries and decades and years we've been alive. Mm. And now they affect who we are. And so we are seen as that kind of person. So now we've accumulated, you know, all these expenses, we've accumulated all these roles, responsibilities, and, responsibilities. Mm. and it's not to say all of them are bad. I'm not saying that. Don't get me sure, wrong. Sure, sure, sure. But if it's not connected to who you really are as a person, and you're the only person who knows who you really are, then it's, it becomes like you're on a hamster wheel because you have to constantly feed this beast. So what we do is we look at the accumulations and say, how can we start removing the things bit by bit that are not serving you well? And then instead of just removing and leaving a gap, 
what other habits can we start having and doing so that we start accumulating good things that feed both the outside but actually start from the inside from who you are because when you serve from a place of foundedness and groundedness and inner knowing and higher self-leadership it becomes so much easier because your tool you yourself are sharper so whatever you create outside is also more beautiful and even at a higher level so the habits we look at the habits so your morning routine your evening routine what are you doing every day are you feeling overwhelmed are you doing everything are you a micromanager what are the things that we can start freeing right. so that you are more present within yourself you know you talked about you mentioned when we started the conversation about me meditating before each um each engagement mm. yes it's more about i am making sure that i am present for myself and for the other person and if i don't give those you know half an hour or 15 minutes whatever i have between each meeting then all i'm doing again is feeding that on that hamster wheel and not actually being present because as a yeah. leader you need to be present for other people that's why we're here right we're there yeah. to serve other people so for me to serve other people i as the tool need to be sharp so it does go back on your habits mm you know it just seems so so big um this purpose Ooh. this purpose mm -hmm. issue and mm. and the 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 task of of carving out um time even just time and energy and focus on mm. your internal life and your internal mm -hmm. self can seem mm -hmm. so daunting also yeah. it's it's so much easier <laughs> to be doing 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 than to be mm -hmm. being 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 yeah um yeah. that i just feel like a, a lot of people will skirt around <laughs> around the the whole kind of exercise because yeah. it's just it's big and it looks hard mm. what are some So apart from the the daily morning practice what are some other tools that you can share that can help people mm -hmm. uncover their purpose and live in their purpose mm. You you talked earlier about you know things that give you joy things you're curious about mm -hmm. how do we mm -hmm. build that into say mm. Tunde's life Mm So one of the first things that came to mind actually when you first asked that question was quarter life crisis and midlife crisis. Mm. And we've heard those yes. words a lot. Now, what usually happens is if you're on this hamster wheel and we're running away from doing the eternal work, there's a point where we're going to hit a wall and we might call that quarter life crisis or midlife crisis. And so if you're wanting to hit that wall, then you know continue on that hamster wheel and it's okay you'll get there and you know you'll get that epiphany to say okay actually <laughs> i need to slow down and go back and it does look like a mammoth task and i appreciate that but let's simplify it um for you for the listeners i don't know if i am because you know when i was learning to drive i was using a stick shift <laughs> Yes. And it was so overwhelming in the beginning because I had to look at the rear view mirror, I had to make sure my seat belt was on, I had to know where the gears were, I had to do reverse. So it felt so much. I couldn't even talk or listen to the radio whilst I was mm, mm. But now I get into the car and I do it automatically. Yes. 
So it's practice. It's about breaking down things into smaller things, right? So if we had to look at a lot of leaders talk about legacy and generational wealth and all of that, mm. but as much as you might say, I want to leave a legacy for my children and my grandchildren, it's not always about money that you're leaving behind because even if you accumulate all the houses and all that money, when you die, if you haven't taught your kids how to actually live, they're going to squander that money and those houses because they don't know mm. how to actually enjoy them. So legacy yeah. and generational wealth is not about the money, but the habits around accumulating that money. What are you doing to actually be joyful in the moments that the things that you're doing? So what you can do, the practices that you can do is look at your daily schedule and remove the things that actually don't bring you joy. And when we say remove, we're not saying cutting them out because yes, some of those things are important. As a leader, can you delegate those things to other people? And okay. that means, yes, you might have to go through this, the stages of teaching them. And that's okay, right? Because you also had to learn to be the leader that you currently are. But right. you're starting to dismantle, to dismantle the things that don't serve you anymore at the moment. Because what got you here today is not going to get you to the next level. Very true. Very so true. Let's remove those activities from your daily, weekly schedule that do not bring you joy and give them to another person so that your activities are still being done, but you are now concentrating on the things that you actually love to do. And now, creating some so time. Yes. Okay. Yes. For going inside. Absolutely. And you know, the more the reason why I keep harping on do the things that bring you joy is because at chemical brain level, mm. when you are joyful, you are releasing good feel hormones. Mm -hmm. So when you are now joyful and all, have all these hormones creasing through you and chemicals creasing through your body, when you now present yourself in front of people, you're this joyful, abundant, happy person. You're not this grumpy person who thinks, oh my goodness, I have to now do this job yeah. and I don't really want it. Yeah. Because remember we talked about whatever you think, your brain latches onto it, re you know, releases those chemicals, and then you act according to those chemicals. Uh -huh. So when you are a self-leader, you are in charge of how your body operates. So you know that I want to feel great. So when you do the things that bring you joy in your work environment or home environment, more often than you're releasing all those chemicals, which means when you then stand up in front of people or lead other people, you're bringing your whole self in a positive manner. Mm, okay. So all of those, so it's about just breaking down your activities because what you're doing is, if you think of yourself as a knife, we talked about sharpening leadership skills. If you think of yourself as a knife and you're blunt or you have a lot of dirt around you that does not serve you anymore, mm. maybe it served you in the past, but does not serve you anymore, what we're doing is just we are cleaning you and we're sharpening you and then taking the things that didn't serve you and putting them into another area or to another person who, who actually enjoys those things as well. So imagine if you had a team of people in front of you and all of us, whether it's the administrator, the finance person, the HR person, and each person in that role enjoys what they're doing. Can you imagine what we can create as a team? Amazing. Yeah. Lots know, and lots right? of light. Yeah. 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 So that's what I would advise. Okay. That sounds, mm -hmm. it sounds doable.
and it sounds good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Barbara, how can people find you if they want to go on a a quest? Because what we do, as you know, at Brand Builder is to to help leaders build their personal brands and to help um, entrepreneurs build their business brands. But if somebody wants to build an authentic, um, powerful personal brand, Understanding mm. their purpose is going to be a big part of that. Absolutely. Before they start communicating um, their brand to the world, they're going to need to do mm. some of this internal work. Where can they mm-hmm. find you? They can find me either on my website, which is called, as one word, designyourlifefoundation.com, mm-hmm. or directly in my email box, which is barbara at designyourlifefoundation.com. And Barbara, I know there are lots of spellings in it, but it's B-A-R-B-A-R-A at designyourlifefoundation.com. Great. I am so grateful to you for spending this time with us, talking to us and dropping insights for Tunde and all of Tunde's cousins and friends (laughs) and his wife and her friends. Um, And I really think that for Africans in particular, it's not mm-hmm. something that we have in our recent history taken mm-hmm. taken a lot of time and trouble with introspection and reflection. Mm-hmm. And in mm-hmm. my view, that's a big part of our challenge as Africans because we've kind of mm-hmm. just jumped onto that treadmill and done go, go, go because we've got to compete because, mm-hmm. you know, we've got to catch up with the rest of the world. And mm-hmm. not having paused to say, who are we and what is our purpose? Yeah. 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 So it's really great to have um, an African leader and an African guide who can coach us mm-hmm. along this mm-hmm. path. Thank you. Well, this has been amazing. If I could just say one last word Please. before we say goodbye. Please. You know, when you, when you brought the term African, the, the word that jumped into my mind was Ubuntu. Yes. And I am you because of you and vice versa, right? Yeah. And for me to be able to contribute to your life and to the life of Africa and to the life of the world, I as a tool, as Barbara, need to be sharp. I need to know who I am so that I know how I can contribute to to everyone's life and to our coming together as a nation, as a continent, you know, as a region. And so when I take that inner journey to understand who I am, I can then stand up in front of everyone and everyone can start, can stand up in front of me and say, hey, this is our common you know, purpose, our common goal. This is how mm. to contribute. This is how I can contribute. What can you contribute so we can move forward together as a nation, as a region, as a globe? And that, you know, this Ubuntu, this Africanness has been lost along the way. And our purpose, my purpose, your purpose is about bringing us together, reconnecting and allowing, you know, our higher power, that inner voice to speak louder and to, for us to increase that volume on that. It's so, so important. Couldn't have put it better myself, Barbara. Thank you so much. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you so much, Tembi. Bye-bye now. Alrighty. Bye. You've been listening to Brand to Build, 
a podcast brought to you by Brand Builder Africa. We'll be back here next week with more thoughtfully curated content for entrepreneurial leaders who are doing business in Africa. Stay, subscribe, and let us know what you think or what you'd like to hear about next. To learn more, visit our website at www.brandtobuild.co or email askus at brandtobuild.co.